Tilling every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. There's consecrated ground. Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. Well, did you melt over our extended holiday weekend? My goodness, the temperatures definitely were impressive. I'll tell you what, I congratulate all the families and the kids that took care of their animals at the county fair activity that continued over the Labor Day weekend. Morning, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. So glad you're along with us. We'll be recapping some of that weather and looking ahead to what we can expect this week when Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joins us. The forecast that I've got in front of me today calls for partly sunny skies. We'll be back up to 92 degrees, and then we get a break. Tomorrow, 78, our expected high. Thursday, 69, our expected high. Friday, sunshine in 73. You know, we say it all the time, just wait 10 seconds and Wisconsin's weather will change. That's definitely going to be the case in the next 24 hours. We're catching up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, and another big event coming up this weekend, the Wisconsin Sheep and Wolf Festival. They're looking at record-breaking numbers of people that want to be involved in fiber arts, taking the hair, the wool, and turning it into something more. Bob Black joins our friend Nate Zimdart to bring you the details on that. On September 14th and 15th, the Dairy Auction of the Year is coming to West Bend. Steffes Group is thrilled to announce a two-day live auction featuring the finest dairy cattle. These cows are exceptional, with an impressive average of 92 pounds per day. This closed herd comes with elite genetics that promise quality and productivity. For more details and to register for online bidding, visit steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffes the leader in the auction industry for over 60 years. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Now that the kiddos are back to school, it means families are adjusting to their new routines. And this influences what you're buying at the grocery store. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Brandon Scholes is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. He says it's not just changing schedules that have grocers adapting to what they're offering customers. Retailers also keep a close watch on how natural disasters, like recent storms around the country, may cause hiccups in the supply chain. We kick things off with how food shopping trends are changing now that we're back in school. Well, you know, over the last couple of years, things changed dramatically because when COVID hit and the school shut down, that changed not only the, the school lunch program, but also what parents prepared for their kids in their lunch boxes and backpacks. So you were, you know, you were moving to three meals a day at home, and you saw things like family meals month in September. But now that we've kind of moved out of that cycle, and while family meals month are still important, and you still do see a lot of three meals a day, 
you know, you're back now to uh, preparation for lunch. Are you making kids sandwiches? Are you, you know, preparing something to put in a container? So you, you, are, you have shifted from making meals at home to back to that traditional, what are you going to put in the kids' lunchbox? For families listening to this, are there certain sales that usually happen this time of year with food retailers? Well, you might be surprised to know that grocers know when school starts and they're going to put stuff on sale. So you can look for combo things that they also get help from their suppliers, whether it's, you know, um, besides just kind of the basic sandwiches and, and chips and things like that, you might see fruit on sale, you might see, you know, healthier uh, products on sale. There's been a lot of push towards more nutritional eating, more nutritional habits. So I think you might find, you know, moms and dads looking for things like that in the store that they can put in the lunchbox that are either maybe already prepared, so a a nutrition bar, um, protein bar, in addition to a sandwich, in addition to a piece of fruit, and, you know, a container of milk. Now, those are the sorts of things that kind of go to healthy eating, good nutrition, uh, easy to put together, stuff that kids like. You know, speaking of milk, Brandon, milk is an option at school if you're eating school lunch. Any insight to the popular lunch beverages that are going off the shelves at grocery stores, though, for kids that bring their lunch to school? If you walk through the beverage and soft drink section lately, you have a, you have a selection that will, you know, boggle your mind. Everything from, you know, a, you know protein drink and a health drink to something that's, a, you know, a, a diet zero kind of soft drink to all sorts of juices and now you see all these high-end protein drinks coming through so a lot of choices out there and it's tough for parents to try and figure out what is the best option for their kids because sometimes parents and kids don't agree on what the best things are to buy in the store parents are always right but sometimes they got to give it to their kids too well and it's got to be hard for our grocery stores too to decide what takes up that valuable shelf space but like I said, it's been a transition to kind of get back to normal shopping after we went through COVID and people had changed their shopping habits somewhat. But what grocers look for, obviously, they look for what their customers are buying. That's the first signal of what you want to continue to keep on shelf. Everybody tunes into what's the newest trend, what is, you know, what's the newest thing out there. Certainly the manufacturers of these products are working with their grocers to let them know what new products are coming down the way, whether it's a, you know, uh, maybe it's a new flavor of bread or maybe it's a new uh, process, you know, maybe it's a new sliced meat in the deli, could be new cheeses uh, that Wisconsin dairy farmers are putting together. Uh, Like I said, any of those things that go in the lunchbox, it's what grocers are looking at. They're looking to see what sort of trends there are, you know, are parents buying the same things for their kids? that they've bought in the past. You pay a lot of attention to what's what's going on out there for the manufacturing side, but also social media plays a role because you can tap into what, what kids are talking about and, you know, what they may like. The other thing on my mind, aside from, you know, it's back to school season, the weather that we've been having, not just here locally, but across the United States, California just got off of a record tropical storm, wildfires going on in Hawaii, and I, I just wanted to to tune in to see if that is something that grocers have to be aware of, too, when it comes to their own supply chain. You know, Stephanie, it's a great question because people may not understand that that the food that they buy in grocery stores comes from not only all over Wisconsin, but it comes from across the country, 
from South America, from Mexico, and from Europe. So food, whether it's processed or fresh or, or you know, prepared, comes from all over. And, and when you have these natural disasters, as, as well as other, I want to say, man-made disasters. So, for example, the supply chain for the last couple of years has really been out of whack because it hasn't had enough workers, and that's why you've seen a lot of things in grocery stores be in short supply or empty shelves. But every day, every week, grocers have to be, you know, on their toes working with their suppliers to see if the tropical storm Hillary that's landed in California is really going to impact harvesting of, of strawberries or lettuce or any kind of fruits and vegetables. So not only as a grocer do you have to be on your toes to see what's coming, but if you're a supplier and, you know, if you're supplying you know, tomatoes, and the weather goes bad and the crop goes bad, you've got to find out if you could find tomatoes from other parts in the country or in South America or elsewhere to make sure that you meet the demand from your grocers. So there, there are a lot of people involved in trying to make sure that you have the ability to supply those typical traditional items uh, that are impacted by weather and natural disasters and man-made disasters. And quickly, too, because you have to turn around fast when it comes to perishable items. If people don't buy the fruits and vegetables and the meat in the meat department and some of the other things, grocers don't get to send them back. They're either sold or they're not sold, and, you know, it's uh, you donate the product. But, yeah, it's, it's a short turnaround on all of those things. And if you imagine that short turnaround, let's just say you get some fruits and vegetables and you got a couple of days or a week to sell it. If you're not selling it, you don't have a chance to recover it. And then you're thinking, okay, what else do I get to replace that? So it's really it's, it's a kind of a day-to-day thing where you, you're watching what's out there in season. So, Brandon, any particular products that grocers are having a hard time sourcing today? You know, Stephanie, today as it goes, there's nothing specific that's out there. And as I mentioned, you're continually watching what happens when you have something like a tropical storm in California or, you know, a drought in another country that produces products, or a supply chain that may not have the ingredients to produce a product, or maybe you don't have enough workers uh, on that chain to produce whatever it is, whether you make it pizzas or, you know, you're in the cattle processing place. You just have to watch it on a daily and weekly basis to see what changes are coming and try and accommodate when that happens. As of today, you know, there's nothing out there that, that there's no... Um, there's no recall on food safety items. Uh, we don't have any major catastrophes like avian flu that shut down the chicken and turkey business. And so, you know, we're just kind of watching to see what comes. I think I think we'll, there will be a lot of attention spent on what does the tropical storm in California do to fruit and vegetable production, harvest, and planting, and if it, if it is going to impact those fields in that part of the state. Brandon Scholes speaking to the developing story on how recent weather events across the country may influence the produce supply chain coming out of California. It also comes at a time where everyone is adjusting to new shopping habits now that school is in session. Brandon is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Grocers Association, offering that behind-the-scenes look at how grocers make sure you can find what you're looking for in the food aisle. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Ha. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I think 
the collaboration that we see between Wisconsin Farm Bureau and these other commodity groups gives us a cohesive message, a singular stance in agriculture that offers credibility. It gives us a cohesive message and support for all of our agricultural organizations. WFBF.com. It's easy to join. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. This year, Dairyland Seed is introducing our best corn of all time. Again. That sound you just heard? That's the sound of a full lineup of top-performing hybrids bringing the yield like never before. It's the sound of even stronger traits bred specifically to boost corn bushels per acre in your soil. And it's the sound of workhorse corn seed proven to outperform yet again in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest corn performance data at showmethecornyield.com. That's showmethecornyield.com. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Ah, to heck with it. We're going to have to go with with it uh, as it feels like a Monday. Time to check in on ag weather on a Tuesday. Stu our ag meteorologist, joining us. And uh, like I said, I, three different times now, I've started a sentence with Monday or something like that. So going to be one of those days. It is another one of those days when it comes to heat. But after this, major change, huh? Yeah, there's heat out there, Pam, but I look to the west and I see rain, a nice rainfall from western South Dakota across southwest to northeast North Dakota. Low pressure and a frontal boundary will be trying to sweep through out of the northwest. Will mean some rain chance, let's hope for that, but more likely just cooling us off more nicely as we look toward Thursday and Friday. Lacrosse, you folks have a heat advisory until 6 p.m. today, mid 90s for temperatures expected. Add to that the humidity, the heat index pushing up to around 100 and over. So very, very hot still in the West, still very hot in the East, but maybe only around 90 or 92. Uh, plenty warm along with a little more humidity building and definitely feeling a whole lot more like summer. No doubt about that at all. Now we have to talk of this front. What I'm seeing is from Southwest South Dakota to Central East Central North Dakota, far Northwest Minnesota as that front will push further east and a bit southeast during the day, it will mean some rain chances. Most likely, not until later on tonight for almost anywhere in Wisconsin. First, it'll be in the west and the east very, very late tonight. And then a chance of a scattered shower or storm into the day tomorrow. I don't think we're going to worry about a lot and a lot of rain. You know, maybe up to a quarter inch, could be a half inch here or there with some thunderstorms. I don't anticipate a whole lot more than that. But some rain certainly will do us a lot of good. And at the same time, I do expect that as our winds become more west and then northwest by later Wednesday and into the day Thursday, we will have that cooler air start to settle on in. And those temperatures won't be nearly as hot as they've been. In fact, sounding a little cool uh, toward Thursday. I'm looking at highs that may only be in the upper 60s or very low 70s, a really big change 
from about 90 or so today back down to those very low 70s already by Thursday. But it will certainly feel like a nice break. And for working outdoors, today another day we need to take a little extra caution, slow down, hydrate, just make sure we get through. But it will get better here, especially as we look on toward later in the week. I'll have those forecast details right after this. On September 14th and 15th, the Dairy Auction of the Year is coming to West Bend. Steffes Group is thrilled to announce a two-day live auction featuring the finest dairy cattle. These cows are exceptional, with an impressive average of 92 pounds per day. This closed herd comes with elite genetics that promise quality and productivity. For more details and to register for online bidding, visit steffesgroup.com. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Steffes the leader in the auction industry for over 60 years. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Alrighty, Stu, give me some of those details. I know it's going to be another hot, sticky day today, but kind of curious. Boy, that's a major drop we're looking at later tomorrow. Oh, yeah, big cool down as we look toward Thursday. Certainly sounding like, in my book, some very good news. Uh, today, of course, with that heat advisory still in effect until 6 p.m. at La Crosse, from La Crosse back into Minnesota, we expect more of a partly sunny and very hot day. Low 90s in the far east toward the mid-90s in the west. And I'd anticipate south winds 5 to 15, even gusting near 25. A breeze does make a bit of a difference. That's certainly some better news. Overnight becoming mostly cloudy. A late-night shower, maybe an isolated thunderstorm a possibility. The nighttime lows still back to around 70 or in the low 70s. The south winds will be around 5 to 15. Partly sunny Wednesday, scattered showers, could be some isolated thunderstorms. I don't expect a great deal of rain, but we watch for some of the activity to scatter through, uh, very scattered as we head toward midday or afternoon. Temps in the very upper 70s to around 80, a low 80 at La Crosse yet, 82 or so. South winds become west in the afternoon, about 5 to 10, and by Thursday, after the rain chance Wednesday night, Thursday, mostly cloudy upper 60s in the far east 70 or just very low 70s elsewhere the north winds at 5 to 15 heading back to the mid 70s wednesday or friday that is pam but it stays mostly sunny and nice here right on toward the weekend certainly a lot more comfortable than what we're dealing with right now yeah this is uh (laughs) oppressive to say the least i know everybody's been talking about how many folks uh succumb to the elements at uh the badger a uh, football game, uh, we had Taste of Madison. I'm not sure how they fared as far as that goes, but you really got to take it seriously if you're going to be outside in this kind of weather. Oh, yeah, it's it's not a joke. And, and Oh, I'm just a little hot. No, you, you have to pay attention yeah. very closely. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You got it. See you then. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us on a Tuesday morning. You know, it is that time of the year. I was uh, cleaning the house over the weekend, and I got two distinct piles of clothes out. One for today, and the rest of my clothes laid out for a little cooler temperatures. That is the way it is in Wisconsin. Have anything uh, you want to add in as far as weather observations? Use our talk text line right now. That's 877-301-FARM. 877 877- 
301-3276. I'd like to know what's happening in your world as we get started on a Tuesday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Celebrate our century and sesquicentennial farms across Wisconsin. There is a growing list of farms that have been family-owned or operated for over 100 or 150 years. You can find out about them all year long thanks to our friends at Compere Financial. Meet the families, hear their stories, and take a trip down memory lane by logging onto MidwestFarmReport.com. New farms are featured each Friday on our morning show. Celebrate Century and Sesquicentennial Farms with the Midwest Farm Shopping Report. for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store is your family goodman's jewelers you know who tells a great story our tom's auto center customers like blake who recently gave us a five-star review it reads i appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs thanks blake schedule your appointment tomsautocenter.com we'll make sure you get five-star service tom's auto center Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. 
Today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. Nebraska and Minnesota. With that, man, I mean, how would you even describe that Chocolate. game? Chocalicious. Chocalicious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Nebraska, I don't know if Nebraska, I mean, neither one of those teams scares anybody at this point, right? Is that at Dane? Point, right? I mean, no, it is not. It's Hank. Oh, Hankleton. Dane doesn't, Dane doesn't bark. Hank, Hank is the only one that barks. Get over here. Zach, we tell him we love him. We talked about it earlier. It's like it just watching that game, when you talk about the Big Ten West, there's a lot of question marks for a lot of the teams, but... They're, the top five were probably going to be like usual, it feels like. Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois. Well, just watching that two games, it's like if those two end up being in contention for a Big Ten West, this is going to be the old same lowly Big Ten West. Like you'd have to imagine these other teams are better than those two. Well, it certainly feels makes you feel good about it, right? I don't, I don't think either one of those teams is world beaters. And uh, it felt like they kind of beat themselves last night, especially Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska had a chance to close that thing out, and they couldn't do it. You give, Nebraska's defense gives up 13 points. You should win that game. They should have won the uh, game by two or three touchdowns. <laughs> yes. So, Jeff Sims, someone was trying to tell me that they would rather have Jeff Sims than Tanner Mordecai, and he's going to be some kind of a dynamic player. He's a great athlete. Can't really throw the ball. Who said but, that? Uh, which seems to be a rather, a rather significant part of uh, playing quarterback. So Was that person I, I, drunk I, I think, at Monks last night? It was not. It was perhaps somebody at uh, that we formerly worked with. Um, so there were there are Oh Ben. <laughs> that person needs to be named so we can boo Kenny. and shame him it was ben publicly. Kenny. It was Ben Kenny, it has to be. He was very intrigued. I don't know if he said he wanted him more than Tanner Mordecai, but he was very intrigued. He was very intrigued with, with Jeff Sims. The Jeff Sims era, he was excited about it. He thought he was going to be better than Casey Thompson. So, uh, obviously, he was not. That, that's possible. Uh, but, course. hey, I mean, I mean, Nebraska put up a fight, and Minnesota barely escaped, and DJ got to strut out of there last night, um, which sucks. But, but neither one of those teams is any good. And well, say that, 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 like, that makes the West even more wide open for the Badgers. I mean, does it not? One like, thing I think I, a lot of people... I think most people thought it was going to come down to Wisconsin and Iowa and maybe Illinois. And, and I think some thought maybe Minnesota just because of the, uh, the uh, not the depth, but the experience they have. But last night was not a, not a great showing. But again, if they're going to win close games, you can win one score games. 
maybe they've got a, a, a you know four leaf clover somewhere and uh, you're gonna be like the Vikings last year and win every single close yeah, game. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah last yeah, night. I don't, I don't. Zach, I know you were at. Zach, I know you were at Monks and you had your fantasy draft <laughs> after the show. What was so that? I, I don't know if you uh, heard it or if what, what was, was being piped in. Uh, during the game, but afterwards, PJ Fleck had just the the most eye roll comments with Jenny Taft talking about how elite teams find ways to win games when they don't have their best stuff. It was it was pretty disgusting to hear. Well, I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth is disgusting to hear. Nobody wants like the next the next time I have to the next time I I think about PJ Fleck or have to talk about PJ Fleck, I hope is the last time. And so I hope people. I mean, it's just. Everything about him. Everything about him. Zach, to answer your question what that was, that was you and Rowdy trying to talk at the same time, then both of you guys not talking at the same time. (laughs) That's what that was. So, Zach, looking at um, tomorrow then, um, Buffalo coming in. Uh, You know, what? can can you give us a skinny on the Buffalo Bulls? Uh, Is is there much to give on the Buffalo Bulls? Mac team? Uh, SP plus, if that's what, if that's your thing, it's not my thing. Um, they are uh, not a great team either way, offense or defense and, uh, Wisconsin, obviously, but you don't know what you're going to get from Wisconsin, right? Because you, this is a new offense, a new defense, new coaching staff, everything's new, but in terms of Buffalo, they return a quarterback that threw for over 3000 yards last year, have a couple nice running backs, have to replace their entire passing, almost all their pass catchers have, have some guys back on defense, but. I think Wisconsin is favored by 28 and probably for good reason. So looking at this, um, you know, kind of they don't need to win fancy. They don't need to win, you know, by flash or anything. How much can vanilla tell us? I I don't know. That's my question for you. Like we had someone, uh, one of our gambler of the stars, Dave Esser, he was on earlier today. He's like, I don't think Luke Fickle wants to embarrass this team. You know, you you kind of treat him nice. I'm like, well, if you're a new head coach, you got a new program. Do you want to go out there and show your stuff, or do you want to keep it vanilla? Like, what, what what do you think happens with Wisconsin tomorrow? I think Wisconsin wants to go out there and impress everybody. I mean, this is this is a opening of a new era. She's like your older sister, but louder. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ooh, it's going to be another hot, sticky day across the state of Wisconsin. Looking for daytime highs today, right around 92 Then everything changes. Tomorrow we've got a 30% chance of rain in the forecast, 78. Thursday, cloudy skies and 69 are expected high. Friday, sunshine, 73. Saturday, sunshine and 78 degrees. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. So today is the fifth day of September. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1836, Sam Houston was elected president of Texas. He was made the head of state of the Republic of Texas after colonists won their revolt against the Mexican government. Sam Houston elected president of Texas back in 1836. Some happy birthdays for you this morning. Actor Michael Keaton is 72. And by gosh, by golly, Bob Newhart, 94 years young today. And now you know. Well, I'm glad to see that the weather forecast is favorable coming up this weekend. Why? Because there's a record number of people that are interested in attending the Wisconsin Sheep and Wolf Festival at the Jefferson County Fair Park in Jefferson. Nate Zimdars brings us some of the details. The Sheep and Wool Festival is an annual event that draws sheep and fiber enthusiasts from all across the country to the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. There are sheep shows, stock dog trials, wool fiber arts classes, and more. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report speaking with Bob Black, 
coordinator of the festival, about what attendees can expect from this year's event. Can you tell us what the Sheep and Wool Festival is for our listeners who aren't familiar with it? It's actually a conglomeration of sheep and fiber enthusiasts that come together from all over the country, taking classes in the fiber arts. That's probably our primary interest, but showing sheep, running stock dogs in the stock dog trial, and just coming out for general family entertainment and shopping in the country store. That's a big draw, too. How long has the festival been going on for? We started in 2002, and we are going into our 21st year, giving a year off for pandemic. Is this a -a one-of-a-kind show, or are there other states that do similar shows? Other states and other organizations do similar festivals all across the country. Uh, We're by no means alone. We probably have one of the larger, better-attended events in the Midwest, but it's something that happens across the country. How many exhibitors typically come to the Sheep and Wool Festival? Well, if you're talking about vendors, a country store will have about 120 to 130 different vendors from across the country. Our sheep shows really can't break it down into number of exhibitors, but I can tell you we've got close to 650 entries this year, and of course that represents a number of families bringing exhibitor flocks in. As far as our registrations for Wonders of Wool, that's our fiber arts class program. We are at a record this year of over a 1,000 class registrations. That translates into about 650 people from across the country, 23 different states. So that's a real big increase from previous year. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to a lot of attendance. Do you know how many breeds of sheep will be there? We're talking the whole gamut of breeds, correct? We are, starting with the uh, exhibitor flocks, the sheep shows, all the way through what we call the Hall of Breeds, which is our representative penning of different breeds from across the country. Probably about 40 to 50 different breeds. Do you have any idea how many people typically come to the show as far as general attendees who are interested in seeing the shows or visiting with vendors? We're probably talking anywhere from four to 5,000 people on a weekend. How far do people come to the show, both as exhibitors and attendees? I just took a look this morning at some of the statistics. Stock dog trial, for instance, draws handlers from seven different states. Our registrations for our classes, people come from as far as California and Florida. In fact, we even had one uh, last year from Anchorage, Alaska. So we cover a really broad spectrum. I mean, I just had a call from a person coming from Colorado wanted to volunteer while she was at Jefferson to help out in any way that she could while she's also taking classes and working at her registration desk. So pretty diverse group of people, pretty far flung as far as where they're coming from. Can you describe some of the different competitions you have going on that aren't your typical sheep show? Well, that would have to be the walk and knit relay race where contestants and teams actually sign up and they come to knit as many stitches is it possible over a measured course as in as fast a time as possible, too? So uh, <laughs> it's, it's really a crowd pleaser. There's a lot of enthusiasm. These people bring out their own cheering section. And this year, they have a little twist to the whole competition. During the race, contestants are going to have to stop at one point and sing Baba Black Sheep to a bunch of sheep in a, in a pen. So I'm not sure how this is all going to turn out, but it, it sounds pretty entertaining. Can you tell me if there are any new events or attractions at this year's event? Sheep to Shawl is coming back. That's 
a team event where teams of eight weavers and spinners sit down. They start with a raw fleece and have a measured amount of time during which they have to come up with a finished shawl. So that's kind of intense, but very entertaining and something that people really like to watch. So while that's not new to the festival, it's coming back after a hiatus of about three years. Is there anything else you would like to share about the upcoming Sheep and Wool Festival? Well, it's family entertainment. I think that's the key. We have newborn lambs scheduled. We've got shearing demonstrations. We've got a breeds tour in the Hall of Breeds. I think that's the key. It's something you can bring the kids. And if you're a knitter, and you can bring your husband. Or if your husband's a knitter, he can bring you along, and you can go shopping in the country store. So we've got something for everybody. This year's Sheep and Wool Festival will take place September 8th through 10th at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. It will be a great event for anyone interested in seeing sheep or learning about the different uses of fiber. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars. You hear that? That's the sound of Dairyland Seed bringing the yield bigger and better than ever before. We're talking our best corn of all time, our strongest silage lineup ever, and the greatest soybeans in our history. We're talking a full lineup of seed proven to outperform the competition once again in independent head-to-head trials. See the performance data for yourself at showmetheyield.com. That's showmetheyield.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. They believe in protecting the families and children in our farming communities. Kids love to be included in the daily farm activities, but accidents can happen quickly. Reduce the chance of injury by making sure your farm is a safe environment for adults and kids. Learn more at RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Boy, it was just a few years ago. There were a lot of stories, a lot of conversations. I was getting a lot of emails from farmers talking about packages that they were expecting that just were not arriving. Why weren't they arriving? Because West Coast longshoremen were basically on strike. All of the major ports, basically from uh, Seattle all the way south to Oakland, shut down. We faced the same situation again this year, but the good news is West Coast Longshoremen have ratified a new six-year port labor contract, and that is great news for agriculture. Dan Holstrom is president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. We have some good news on a logistical front. The uh, International Longshore and Warehouse Union uh, made it official, ratifying the tentative contract agreement that was reached in June. This is a six-year agreement retro back to July 1 of 2022, and it'll run through July 1 of 2028. So this is fabulous news for us and our members and specifically for our exporters because, you know, we, we have some certainty around the situation on the West Coast. We, we will not run the risk of any kind of disruption from a labor standpoint. And it was overwhelming majority of the uh, union members voted in favor of it. So uh, we knew this was coming, but this is really good news. And uh, we can move forward, especially with our high value chilled business that primarily goes off of the uh, West Coast. Dan Holstrom, he is the president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. And he said, while this contract agreement is wonderful news, we still have to recognize that because of the uncertainty around the West Coast longshoremen, some traffic patterns have changed as far as movement of cargo. 
Over the last year in particular, the West Coast has been losing uh, discretionary business to other ports, uh, on the import side especially, losing to the Gulf and East Coast. Part of the reason for that was the uncertainty around the uh, whole contract situation on the West Coast. So hopefully Long Beach and Oakland and these key export ports for us can regain some of that business and and have a uh, larger array of options from a uh, schedule standpoint into some of our key markets like Japan and Korea. Dan Hallstrom, President and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Now, just because we've got answers for the West Coast longshoremen doesn't give us all the answers we're looking for. A separate union represents longshoremen on the East and Gulf Coast, and their contract is set to expire fall of 2024. Hmm. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning looking a little on the soft side after a three-day weekend. Maybe some of those traders taking an extended break. Uh, in overnight trade right now, December corn's unchanged at 481. November beans are down 4, 1365. July wheat is up a half a cent right now at 647 a bushel. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained a penny at 187. 40 pound block cheese was unchanged at 199 and a quarter. Double A butter, that gained a penny and a half to 266 a pound. The October milk is down 14 cents right now. 1878 100 weight. November milk currently four cents lower at 1855 100 weight. Well, it's a Tuesday and coming off a fresh holiday weekend, our man John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us to catch us up to speed on all the news driving the trade. That's up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital. And they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, and I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PVA was there the first day. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up. To learn more, go to pva.org today. 
She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, up and at them on a Tuesday morning and ready to head back to the trade floor. A lot of folks, uh, well, some of those traders might be taking an extended break, uh, but uh, John Heinberg is not. He's getting the girls ready for school. Uh, we were just talking mixed reaction in the Heinberg household about the beginning of school. Uh, kind of mixed reaction in the marketplace this morning. John, I was going to start off talking about uh, the revitalization, perhaps, of the the Russia Ukraine grain deal, but you say it's not even going to get off the get off the dime, huh? Well, a couple stories late came out last night, or came out late last night. And, you know, uh, Putin is not really in the mood to get that grain deal moving. He's got some uh, demands out there, easing of sanctions, things along those lines. And uh, I don't see the West giving up on those ideas either. And until that kind of happens, uh, this grain deal is what it is. It's not happening. And and obviously they've gone through and they've attacked some of the ports, done some infrastructure damage. So, you know, the market, again, has really moved past the whole Ukraine situation, at least in terms of the price of wheat. You know, we're still struggling against the large Russian supplies. They are in control of this market with the bushels that they're harvesting and exporting. So realistically, in his case, it's probably not a good deal in the first place anyway, because it lowers the price of his commodity that he's got control of the marketplace of. Yeah, and they're already in tough economic shape. So yeah, I can see your point there. Let's talk a little bit more about what's happening. This weather cannot go unnoticed, John, when it comes to the development of our crop and also looking at our own transportation issues. We're not that far away from the harvest and that always puts a major crush on our rail lines, on our semi drivers and on our rivers. Yeah, this obviously the hot weather that we're dealing with here is not doing any favors to the crop in terms of size. You know, we'll see how it comes out in terms of the impact on the bean crop trying to finish out, and it's going to speed this corn crop to the harvest. Uh, we'll see those maturity ratings and and things of that nature this afternoon on the crop progress numbers. You know, one of the biggest things right now, though, in the marketplace that we're really concerned about, and maybe the reason we're seeing prices not kind of kick in here with this heat, is a focus on the Mississippi River. We're already running with restrictions on the river. Memphis, St. Louis waterways are forecasted or are currently tra- uh, trending under where we were last year when we were talking about the river levels. And those costs are increasing. And when those costs increase, that affects the basis levels. That gets passed on to the exporters. And that is something that affects the demand and our competitiveness against other prices. So that's going to be something we currently watch. Just to give you an idea kind of what we're looking at, typically a barge runs with about 80,000 bushels of, of soybeans down down that river. Right now we are restricted levels at 58,500 bushels. That could come down even lower down to 55,000 bushels per barge. And again, that's a lot of product movement, a lot of excess movement that we got to get those bushels down to the Gulf to meet that export demand. You know, I talk a lot about shortage of rail cars. I've never even stopped to think about availability of barges. You know, and that's something that's definitely a concern because realistically, that riverway, and we and we all know it at least from the upper Midwest to the southern Gulf, is the main form of transportation. Now, for beans, we will send more things out of the PNW or the Pacific Northwest, so we'll see them get on the rails and head that direction if we need to. But again, that just brings extra added cost in, and that's probably some of the biggest reason this chatter really started to come out last week when the first restrictions kind of came in play, and we just haven't seen this bean market rally. Plus, at the same time, we still got those South American beans. We've been seeing some good farmer movement in terms of selling beans and corn into the marketplace. And that just keeps a lid on any price rallies here. 
Let's switch gears just a little bit, John. Uh, Very difficult to believe that we are going to need uh, heat anytime soon, not just for our crops, but for us. What's the energy complex been doing? I haven't paid attention lately. We've had a heck of a run in crude oil. We're pushing through the $85 a barrel level, probably maybe targeting that $90 window. We'll have to see if we can get there. You know, the supplies are tight. We've had some concerns regarding Chinese demand, but that seems to have moved a little bit to the back burner here as we're really trying to find some crude oil uh, supplies. And prices have rallied very nicely here. Now, again, something that should help out the grain markets with ethanol and the biodiesel components. Uh, but at the same time, it, you know, it's maybe given us a little bit of support, but we're watching those prices increase here as we move into the fall and the winter months. You know, there is still chatter out there of $90 crude. We'll see if that's something that maybe comes down the pipe. But right now with the U.S. reserves very, very low and uh, again, global prices, uh, global supplies tight, we're seeing some movement in the prices to the upside. Should I be, is it still worth my while to take some protection on that forward contract? Uh, you know, you got to look at your opportunities. You know, maybe the you know the cattle are kind of out of the gate here already in terms of that price movement. So just make sure you're talking with your your fuel provider. See where you are for the fall harvest. Uh, hopefully, most producers got that locked in earlier. It's going to be something that could be a concern as we move into the next into the winter months if things continue to trend this way. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us this morning. Do want to remind you, you can give him a call at 800-334-97. 79. That's 800-334-9779 or go to totalfarmmarketing.com and find out about all their services. You can send them an email, johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. Well, wish the girls a good first day of school. John, we'll catch up with you next week and see how it all turns out. Sounds great. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Bye. John Heinberg joining us live this morning from uh, West Bend, where, like you said, he's up and at him early this morning because the girls got to go to school. Everybody gets up and gets at him when everything like that's happening. Don't forget, use your talk text line. Let me know what's going on in your backyard. 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Catch up with you tomorrow. This is the 